Welcome back to the Dad Stop Podcast. This is episode 3.5, a dad's response to episode 3 titled Boys and Dating. Do you see the sweat? Do you hear the sweat dripping off? You like that? Um, Just regarding this topic, uh, during this episode, we talked about dating and boys, our rules for dating in the Ridgeway household at least versus what culture says and sees and all that stuff that they say is okay. By the way, parents... If your household, you govern your household in a way that is different from culture, that is completely fine. There's so many things that we do differently than what culture says is okay in the Ridgeway household. And that brings tears sometimes to myself, just our family. <laughs> but it's okay. You are giving your child as a blessing for you to raise them with the boundaries that you know you're supposed to and that you feel convicted to. So follow that. Um, on this also on this this podcast episode, we talk about dress codes for boys and girls. So, yeah, we're, t- we're starting in our household. We're starting to talk about the conversations of the. Here's the thing. One of the reasons why I will continue to work out is because of this whole aspect of dating. I don't know, parents, if you've seen the movie Bad Boys, but you know that scene when Reggie comes to the door knocking on the door and the girl's uncle answers, yes, that is going to be my house. That scenario. Shout out to to Uncle Kenny. But we're here at this conversation. And so my daughter is at the age and her friends are at the age and her friends range from, you know, she's 12, going to be 13, and they're ranging from 14, 15 years old. When we go out, I'm starting to see boys' heads turn, right? And I feel a certain type of way about that. Like, I get it. They're all beautiful girls. But I don't know. I'm just not I'm not ready for it. So I will probably make some mistakes in being overprotective, but I'm completely fine with that. I am completely fine with that. As a matter of fact, I was actually talking to a high school student who is a girl and who listens to this podcast uh, and she was telling me that um, that she wishes wishes that she had her and her sister were telling me that they wish that they had, you know, either like an older brother or parents kind of having the same conversation and erring in the side of overprotection. And she let me know. She said, listen, I, I fully agree with you erring in the side of overprotection because you're erring with her best interest in mind versus erring in the side of being not as protective or having too loose of boundaries. And so I told her, I said, well, should I tell that to your parents? She said, no, heck no. Bump that. So anyways, with that said, there's been several high school students have given me their blessing on my parenting techniques. And so one of the things that I actually think and that tells me and even they communicated to me is that even though they hope their parents not might not be as strict somewhere down deep inside, they know that they need those boundaries and they need that set of eyes looking after them. And it makes them feel a little bit more secure. That's just my personal opinion, give or take. Anyways, regarding this conversation, I'm not ready to have this conversation in my house, but it's been coming up. So I'm going to let you know the rules of the Ridgeway household regarding dating, the expectations and all that, and address a couple other things that my daughter talked about. So first of all, the rules in the Ridgeway household. We see things a little bit differently than culture and society sees them. For us in the Ridgeway household, 
uh, dating, I actually asked my daughter this. I asked her, I said, what is the purpose of dating? And she communicated without any prompts from me that it's to find a life partner, right? And I get that. And actually, I would agree with that. With that said, I also asked her, my follow-up question was, do you think a teenager, whether they're 14, 15, 16, 17, or 18, from what you know of, do you think that they're mature and ready to find a life partner at that age? And she will communicate, no. And I think most teenagers that I talk to about this says no, right? And it just makes them think a little bit. But I do agree that one thing that, you know, dating does is one, it helps you uh, figure out who you like. I get that. It helps you figure out how you should be treated. It helps you put you in those scenarios for you to navigate through. I get that. I just don't like the idea of dating one-on-one in serious relationships. Like, I don't think most 24-year-olds know who they are and have a confidence in who they are in their own identity, let alone a 16-year-old so or a 14-year-old or a 13-year-old in my case, right? So uh, the dating of the Ridgeway household is we're, we're not dating. We don't date. We don't date the one-on-one. We're not, in, we're not encouraging getting into serious relationships. That's just not what we do. Um, at that age, in the high school age. I will say, though, that could change. Not the fact of encouraging serious relationships, but as we move forward and as she gets older and she's approaching, you know, her junior, senior year in college, just kidding, in high school, uh, and she's getting older, my wife and I could have conversations and that might be different and we might loosen up on those rules. But as for now, the only person she's going to be dating is me, (laughs) right? Um, which brings me actually to another point. Actually, let me back up. One thing that I do agree with is I agree with group dates. So my daughter knows, yes, you get to that age and you're interested in boys, as you are, and you see that cute little boy, let's call him Roger. I don't know why I picked that because I just watched an episode of Sister Sister um, and I feel like Roger's an innocent name as an innocent boy. But anyways, let's just say you know you have eyes for Roger. A group of you guys going to the movies or a group of you guys going to Great Alaska Pizza Company, which could easily be a sponsor of this podcast or whatever, but a group together, I get that. I'm for that group dating. But when little Roger wants to come on and take my daughter a little one-on-one date, that ain't happening. It's going to be Roger, my daughter, and me. Anyways, so that's where that's where we're at in the dating-wise, which leads me to my next important thing. Uh you know, I'm, it's becoming more and more aware to me. Um, and for, you know, daughters seeing dads and, and, and sons seeing moms, how their expectations for how to be treated comes from that, right? So my daughter's going to have some expectations that are going to be set, standards that are going to be set by the way that I treat her and by the way that she sees me treat my wife. So especially at this age, of course, I'm always sensitive to this, but I'm even more sensitive now. I'm even more strategic now. One of the things I try to do is I try to take my my daughter out. And, you know, for her perspective, we might just be going to lunch. But for my perspective, I'm trying to set a tone of what to expect, how a guy should treat her, whether that's pulling out the chair, you know, old school thing. And by the way, some people might hear this and they're like, oh, you sound sexist and whatnot. There's some old school standards that I set in my life that I feel like I would want any man or boy 
who comes into my daughter's life to have those same values and standards. For example, pulling out chairs, um, not eating. If like my food arrives and my daughter's food doesn't arrive, my food, I'm not eating my food right away. I'm waiting. Or um, another thing is, is holding open doors, carrying on a conversation. If my, my daughter and I are eating together, we might take a picture of us, but I'm putting my phone aside and my attention is on her, right? Like I'm, I'm cutting out boundaries in that. And hopefully she's seeing these things. I know she is because we talk about it. That are expectations of how a guy should treat her. When we go to the gas station, and I know my, my wife always, she's never asked me about this, but she's, this is going to hit one-on-one when she, when she hears me say this. But if I'm in a passenger seat, and my wife refuses to let me pump the gas, I'm getting out of the car anyway. I'm going to be wiping down the, the windows, or I'm going to stand outside or something, right? That's just some standards that I set and that I hope that my daughter looks for in a boy to set, right? And so I know that it's important. That's one of the roles that I have as her father as setting that standard for what she's looking at. You know, one of those stereotypes is, you know, um, dad issues, and I think that even though that that has been looked at negatively, I think that there's a, a thing to that. So I want to make sure that um, all the issues, of course, there's going to be some issues, right? But most of the issues are going to err on the side of good issues. So, yeah. So that's kind of my personal philosophy regarding that. Um, and I think she actually understands that very well, which actually I'm actually surprised. And so I had a conversation actually this weekend uh, with some uh, young ladies who are teenagers regarding the dating thing. And I think when I started mentioning those things, uh, they maybe disagree for a little bit, but I think deep down inside they understand, right? So with that said, one of the other conversations and the topics that we talked about on this last podcast was um, was dress codes. And this is something that my daughter is really... I don't know if you heard her, but she is uh, really passionate about having even dress codes. And she used the example that at her school, a teacher uh, dressed a girl for having showing shoulders in what she was wearing. But boys don't get a dress for wearing, for showing shoulders as well. I never thought about it like that, but I get it, right? I get it. Um, And I do think, you know, after listening to her talk and just kind of like, because one of the things that are helping me having these conversations that you even hear, by the way, these are live conversations. So I'm not like preparing this conversation with my daughter in advance. She's literally coming up with questions on her own. And then we're talking and she just whips the questions out on me and it's being recorded. And that's what you're getting. So I don't get a chance to prepare. But having these conversations allows me to kind of think differently and think with a different perspective and a different view. And that's one of the things that I was actually like, I, didn't, I never thought about that. Right. We have totally different standards, especially in school when it comes to um, dress code. Another one that she said was at her school. Is that uh, during the wintertime, boys are allowed to wear shorts, but girls aren't. And like little things like that, I think that that can be addressed and that can be cleaned up where it's where it's more even. In regard to the Ridgeway household. Right. The world can dress however they want. They can have different dress codes in regard to the Ridgeway household. We're modest. I am really attractive in my wife. And one of the things that attracts me about her is that she's modest in the way that she dress, dresses, right? And I explain that to my daughter. And one of the reasons why um, 
I will hold her to be modest, my daughter, is because stereotypically across the board, I'm trying to watch my words here, is that guys and girls think differently, right? Um, guys are more drawn to the looks. Some people might disagree with this, but it, I mean, it's just, it is what it is, right? So be mad. You can change the podcast episode if you feel like that. But guys are generally looking and that's what catches them and they continue to look and go further and further and further. So in the Ridgeway household, we will dress in a way that doesn't inhibit a guy from, I guess, making, going further when he's looking, if that makes sense. Like we're not showing a bunch of extra skin. You're not going to see my daughter. You better not see my daughter showing her belly and all that stuff and cleave. That's not, that's not what we do and how we dress in the Ridgeway household. And the reason why is this, I agree. And one of the conversations that we had is that as a society, we need to teach our young boys to be more disciplined. When I say more disciplined, that means not like drooling over when they see any type of flesh, you know what I mean? Or um, being able to bounce their eyes or just be respectful, right? And that women should dress any way that they want. Like we need to teach our young men to do that. But here's the thing. Discipline comes with longevity. And a lot of young men don't have the longevity and the experience in life to actually implement discipline, let alone older men. And so the world, whatever, Ridgeway household, that we are going to be modest when we go out. So we're protecting my daughter. And at the same time, we're protecting the young men that might be in her life. Uh, so some people disagree with that about me that's completely fine like I said you have the right to govern your household the way that you want but in the Ridgeway household that's the way that that we make our decision that's the way that we govern when it comes to the dress code so I might be a little bit more strict which is cool I'm willing to die on that and I'm willing to um, eat that up in the long run I'm erring like the girl told me I'm erring on the side of being uh, overprotective on behalf of my daughter's best interests Right. So, yeah, it's a little bit about us. Um, one of the other things that she talked about on this podcast was wanting to address the dress codes um, at the school to make it more even. She actually did a research. She said, do you do you actually know when the dress codes came into be when they were written? I had no idea that she actually went in depth in this research and she said they need to be updated. And I totally agree with her. So I'm going to work on her with that, with addressing the dress code at her school and doing it appropriately. And we had a very good conversation about that, by the way. I think this is really important as well. I think when someone feels offended or when someone finds an offense or when someone wants to address an issue, there's an appropriate way to go about it and there's an inappropriate way to go about it. Timeline-wise, sometimes issues don't need to be addressed right away, right? Like if it's if it's making you have a moral dilemma where you either have to do the right thing or the wrong thing, yes, dress it right then and there. But if it's something that could be addressed later at a different time, then it might be best to wait until that time. And so just using wisdom when addressing an issue. But to always, whenever there's an issue, you have a conviction to move, to address it and to move, to move on it. So I think that conversation was really important. And I think that that was a good actually reminder. As I'm talking to her about this, I'm like, Lonnie, this is a really good reminder for yourself. 
Because believe it or not, I'm pretty low key for the most part. And I use a lot of wisdom in this area. But sometimes, sometimes I have a hard time letting stuff go in the moment. So anyways, uh, all good discussions on here. I had some people reach out to me and give me their uh, their thoughts and shared how this uh, these episodes or some of the podcasts has helped them. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for telling me that. And so for those of you that can reach me, uh, please do share that information with me. Share how it has helped you, how it is not, maybe what I should change, what not. I'm all open to two ears and I appreciate it. So anyways, super cringy part. If you like this content, you can push this content by rating and reviewing on the different platforms that you view it on or listen to it on, stream it on. Is that the word stream? Yeah, stream it on. Or share it with another parent. Um, my hope is that you're having and listening to these uh, with your child or with your children or that you listen to it and then you're able to have some points of discussions with your children. Um, that actually encourages me to know that people are doing that. that this is like, man, this has actually helped our relationship because now we have stuff to, to talk about. And at the same time, I do have some people some um, young individuals, young ears, high school ears and junior high ears who actually come up to me and be like, you know what? I did not like the way you said that. I think that's different. I think it's, I see it completely and I appreciate that as well. So anyways, thanks again and tune in to the next episode of the Dad Stop Podcast.